This is the Oanda Podcast. Brought to you by Jazz FM's Business Breakfast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, where each week we look back on the week's business and markets news and look ahead over the next week or so. Let's speak to our man in New York. It's Oanda Senior Market Analyst. Here's Ed. Great to be on. <laughs> I should say beautiful. Ed Moyer. Just remember that name, folks. We were just talking off air and uh, you were saying it has been a busy week with plenty of stories to talk about, particularly from your side of the pond. We've got the trade war with China ongoing, of course, the virus of 4 million now, the US infection rate, plenty going on with President Trump. What do you want to start with, Ed? Well, I think for me, the sentiment changed this week when we had a very uh, disappointing jobless claims release, which was the first rise we saw since March and a big caution flag being thrown out. It's basically telling everyone that the economic recovery in the U.S. is stalling. And, and, and you saw a lot of investors kind of use that as the initial excuse to kind of pare back risk. And then, you know, as you highlighted, these China tensions are, are not going away anytime soon. And uh, with the the uh, request to close the uh, Chinese consulate in Houston, and then China responds back on Friday with the uh, closure of the Chengdu uh, consulate for the U.S. And, and I think there's, there's just no sign that this is going to ease up and eventually this is going to eat away at the trade phase one trade deal so there's there's a tremendous amount of concern that you're gonna have the two largest economies continuing to uh, bicker here although there there is no anticipation that this is going to um completely collapse and 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 trigger a a major uh, uh divorce between these nations uh, they they're heavily reliant on each other so i think though the these tensions are not going to ease in the short term but um i th- i think there is uh, there is still optimism that um you'll you'll see this eventually deescalate but right now you just have that and uh, in addition to uh, the coronavirus which has continued to um you know, provide these these record amount of new cases in the U.S. and we are starting to see uh, it persist in in all parts of the world, from Hong Kong to Spain, Melbourne. Um, and I think you're you're going to continue to see people be um, a little bit cautious as far as just the the immediate reopening um, uh, that that has been taking place uh, across the world. And if we see economic activity continue to struggle, I think that the the hope is that you're going to continue to see central banks and governments keep on uh, delivering the stimulus. And, and I think that this is where we're, we're starting to see that there's there's a little bit of uncertainty going forward. I think um, you know this week was very constructive for the Europeans um, with the, their um, final uh, kind of a reaching of terms as far as the recovery fund. Um, but when we take a look at what's happening in the U.S., you know the the the, the the unemployment, the, the benefits uh, are expiring at the end of the month. And, and right now the, the Republicans have been slow to deliver their proposal. And uh, you're starting to see that even the president and his fellow GOP members are unable to reach an agreement as far as what to uh, propose to the Democrats. So there's there's a little bit of uncertainty as far as how 
when we're going to get this uh, next relief package, and uh, more importantly, how big. And 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 I, I think all all these kind of doubts as far as the stimulus trade goes uh, stateside is, is really going to continue to weigh on at risk appetite and uh, you know you throw on to that we also had a big week of earnings and and I think the the uh, the general theme has been that the outlook is uncertain um, and uh, that you're, you're you're starting to see um, a lot of these work from home stocks, the, you know, mega cap tech has outperformed and now we're starting to see that these valuations have gotten out of control. And I think there's a little bit of, um, concern that maybe it's time to kind of, uh, to scale down these bets. And if, if, if you're seeing persistent weakness in tech and the giants is in the, the, the Facebook the Apples, the Amazons, Google, and Microsoft, that is going to um, possibly allow the the major indices to have uh, you know um, possible you know three to five percent declines uh, in the in the short term because uh, of of just the the heavy weight of of the giants and right now they've even if the, if 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 those uh, big five stocks come down about five percent or so. Uh, it's still nothing with it compared to how much they've appreciated over the past couple of months. So I think you're going to have a lot of people be um, a little bit concerned as we enter, you know, the, these, uh, these, uh, well, the last uh, several weeks of summer um, or five weeks. And, and, and you're going to have, um, I think investors be a little bit more cautious heading into this presidential election. So it's like all these risks are brewing and uh, you're, you're, you're starting to see that there's being, con there's concerns that the, the stimulus trade is not as straightforward as it used to be. And uh, I think that, that that's going to um, provide a little bit more um, support here for the safe havens. And, and, and that is now up for debate. So, you know, typically people would assume Japanese yen, Swiss franc strength, and yes, that's the case. But the dollar is not necessarily going to um, be a safe haven um, as as it has been over the last several years. Um, you're going to probably start to see the euro uh, emerge more as a safe haven role, I think, in, in, the, in the coming months as we lead up to uh, the, this presidential election. So there's, there's so many stories going on right now, and it seems that right now, you know, we started on the positive side of the week. We kind of ended, we're ending on, a, on a, some uh, negative notes here. And uh, I think you're going to see um, um, risk aversion um, um, likely um, persist a little bit in the short term. But I think that the volatility is going to um, uh, pro possibly provide for some um, exaggerated moves in the short term. But um, but nothing, I think, in the longer term that is going to derail the um, the the. I think the overall optimism that you're going to see global equities um, still continue to outperform and that, you know, we, we have made tremendous progress on the vaccine front. And right now we have several weeks of uncertainty until we get these phase three results. So I think that's going to be the, 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 the big thing to watch in addition to the election. Yeah, four months to go before that election, Ed. And going back to the China trade war, which angle, which policy works best for President Trump? Because on the one hand... He likes to stir things up from a political point of view because it looks good as far as his base is concerned. But on the other, there's the economic cost of this uh, ongoing war with China. And it is a balancing act for Trump. Surely he'll want to dial things down a little bit. Very much so. And I think right now what the president is trying to do 
we're, I think, 100, 102 days away from this election. And the president's been looking at the polls. And, you know, before the pandemic, we, we, we had heavily priced in a Trump re-election. His handling of the, the, the coronavirus is what has really made everything go up in smoke for him. I, I think right now we, we, you're probably going to see uh, the president kind of have to rely on blaming uh, China for this virus. And that's going to be how he tries to keep his base happy. Um, he, he, it, it, it's like you can't blame them and then also be easy on them on, on the economic side of things. So I think you're going to see a, a, a balancing act here. But when you take a look at the decisions on which consulates are being shut down and, and uh, as far as what what uh, uh, punishments are being done on, on, on the, the, the larger tech companies, I think you're still seeing that, you know, no one's really delivering on um, massive threats right now. I think you're, 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 you're probably going to see, uh, I think, the, the president uh, maintain his, his negative rhetoric towards China um, all the way up to the election. But um, I, I think you're, you're, you're going to see him really kind of scale scale back any any um, really uh, um, hurting measures that will will, will um, I think uh, put the the phase one trade deal um, at risk I think if that goes you're gonna see him lose the farmer vote and that's going to be the end of of his reelection uh, chances um, Trump Trump is is uh, he's he has an uphill battle right now and and until um, you know, right now these these battleground states, and when if you look at the polls um, for his base, they're not they're 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 dissatisfied right now, and and I, I think that you know in three months a lot can happen. You know, a month ago, um, there there was still high optimism, even though he was lagging in all the polls. Um, now, you know, I, I think that he's he's had to make reversals. He's now wearing masks. He's he had to cancel the the GOP convention in Florida. I think you're seeing the, a president that is now kind of bending. Um, you, you know, he was so adamant the last few weeks that he wants that payroll tax. This is going to be the next key driver for the U.S. economy. Uh, another payroll t- a payroll tax that's going to help you know support business. Republicans were against it. Some, somewhere where he knew he would not have enough support to get it passed through. So he's now taking that back. Um, so you're you're seeing the president now um, uh, kind of scramble, and and I think that he's going to be hopeful that um, you're you're going to have a positive uh, phase three results. You're going to have vaccines in place when voters come to the elect come to vote, and I, I think he's hoping that the uh, the stock market will hold up and that enough stimulus and enough will be done to continue the reopening process in the fall. Um, I think he's, he, he realizes that you're going to see um, um, some reversals in the short term in the next few weeks, but um, ultimately that if masks are where done and social distancing is applied, that you're going to see that reopening will likely continue in the fall. And if the economy can be look like it's heading in the right trajectory, I think that's how, why he's, that's what he's putting his, his uh, eggs in as far as what, what will get the voter to continue to believe in him. Um, so it, it, there's a lot to happen. Um, and, and, and I think when we take a look at, 
uh, Biden. Biden is uh, he's not your ideal candidate. He's he's uh, he, he lacks enthusiasm. So I think that you know if he, if Biden Sleepy Joe. Yeah, I think I think that you're probably going to see Biden try to, for the most part, limit his appearances and uh, just allow what Trump yeah. has done as far as the handling of this uh, virus just play out. Would you say that it's for Biden to lose if he just stays in his bunker, comes out for the odd appearance here and there? Obviously, he's going to have to do more than the odd appearance when it actually comes to closer to the time in November. He's not the most uh, energetic uh, character, but he's not particularly controversial compared with some of the other candidates we could have had, or indeed we have had, like like Hillary Clinton. He's somebody that the Americans see as a potential president. He looks like a president. He's been a vice president. So if he became President Biden, it wouldn't be a shock. Going back to the virus, though, I mean, we had good news earlier in the week about the AstraZeneca study, the Oxford study. Even the most optimistic of scientists doubt we're going to have something in place by the end of the year. But we live in hope. We do live in hope. And um, there has been some optimism on this side of the Atlantic over the last few days, partially because of that vaccine trial. But also in the last 24 hours, retail sales, some very good figures in the UK and raising hopes of the infamous V-shaped recovery that everybody's been talking about. Certainly retail sales are doing very well and the Eurozone economy has bounced back in July as more lockdown restrictions have been lifted and shoppers returned to work and spending. And I'm talking on the day where wearing a face covering or a mask is now compulsory when you go to any shop now, Ed, which is going to be quite strange. The retail stores are crying out for more customers at the moment. So let's hope that wearing masks isn't going to cause another dent in that hope. Very much so. And I think it is refreshing to see that commerce is gradually recovering in the UK. And I, I think that you're, you're, you're probably going to see, you know, everyone pay close attention to those social distancing measures. I know in the US, you're, you go viral if you're not wearing a mask and you get public shame. So it'll be interesting to see how that um, is uh, followed um, over in the UK. Um, but, I, but I think that, you know, you bring up a good point. And I think that a lot of people are still going to be afraid to, to go out. And uh, the, the, there is big concerns that we're going to see long-term scarring uh, to the economy. And a lot of that is because there's going to be there's many companies have already announced that several jobs are at risk. And I, I think when we take a look at, you know, the, this move to online, uh, you know, there, there, there's been uh, a tremendous shift to that. Um, I think the, the, the latest UK jobs report, uh, retail sales report, um, over 30% of the, the spending was carried online. Um, um, and that's throughout the, the second quarter. And that's a big increase over, you know, what it was in the first quarter, which was closer to 20%. So I think you're seeing um, uh, many, many, I think, uh, consumers just want to um, take advantage of the uh, online purchase. Um, you know, everyone is, you know, wanting to go out and uh, have a return of normal life. But uh, I think that you're going to see that there is going to be some difficulty in, 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 in many of these smaller businesses to kind of uh, see any uh, return of, of normalcy. And, and, and a lot of, a lot of uh, these shops require people to come into to 
their stores to to really uh, have um, their their sales return to normal. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how businesses adjust to uh, this this new environment. And what was the reaction to the big recovery fund deal from EU leaders on Tuesday? That was seven hundred and fifty billion euros. How did that go down in the United States and, of course, in Asia as well? Did that have uh, any impact at all? I think it did. I think uh, I think you, you you saw it really just kind of um, keep. It was like the baton was passed, and the Europeans finally did it. They were the last leg. You know, we've seen strong monetary and fiscal responses from the U.S. and in Asia, and uh, Europe. You know, they 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 have the difficulty of having to have a. a an agreement with all of their member states. So I, I think you, you 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 saw that it was very positive for the integration of the eurozone, and I think there was still um, um, there 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 were many people that were doubtful that the frugal four was were gonna really derail this. Um, um, but I, but I think that the consensus was that it was gonna pass. It was needed. It is and it, it looks like uh, you know now it has to go to each each uh, country now their parliament has to go ahead and approve it but there's there's pretty much high optimism that everything is going to go smoothly um and, and and i think it's it's it really um created a major shift in 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 the currency markets uh, the the euro is now being viewed as as a a safer bet than the u.s dollar i think that you're 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 having that the the europeans are are by far um, handling the coronavirus pandemic a lot better than the the Americans. Um, their economic recovery is starting to look a lot more robust. Um, you you have uh, I think um, a tremendous amount of presidential election uncertainty, um, which no one likes. So I think right now you're you're for the next few months you're possibly going to see uh, the eurozone outperform and, and even benefit at, in, in times when we see uh, you know major flights of risk um, and, and and that's going to be very positive for I think the whole um, the whole the whole um, European region and and I think you're probably going to to see uh, many investors just pile on to that let's abandon the US dollar trade um, and and there's there's a the, the main one of the main reasons why is that you know we keep seeing real yields um, the the two-year tips um, fall into further into negative territory breaking below negative one uh, percent so I, I think there's there's a a, a big shift here and uh, it's europe is doing a great job in handling the virus and and finally coming together and and mounting a, a nice fiscal response and uh you know here in the u.s it, l it looks like um the differences as far as coming to agreement for uh, our next um virus relief package is, is is far away and and uh we only have a week so the the pressure is on so um right now it seems like right now europe is um uh, where a lot of people want to be indeed now the schools have broken up believe it or not ed people are actually going on holiday what's it like over there where you are are people actually deciding to carry on at home or are they actually venturing out and uh, going away i think it is mixed uh a lot of people who have been locked down for months. Um, so in, in New York, uh, some people have been locked down for three months already, four. Um, so I think you're seeing um, uh, some people finally 
just take small conservative getaways, driving distance, uh, where they're just uh, looking to get away from the city for a few weeks. Um, and they're not they're not concerned about getting the virus. I mean, obviously, America is a huge country, but these outbreaks in uh, certain areas, uh, I'm wondering whether those places are being avoided and people are going to uh, safer destinations. Uh, well, right now, the thing is, right now, New York is the, the safest destination. So <laughs> if you take a look yeah. at how, how the virus spread has really come under control, um, you're, 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 you know, seeing most people be happy to be in New York for that aspect. But still, um, there is no normalcy really in the city. Um, I, I think that no one's going to Disney World. No one's driving down mm. south. No, um, you know the, the 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 beach areas are being flooded. There's some some beaches you'll see people are properly social or trying to do their best to social distance, but they're wearing masks. Um, but uh, in some of the more rowdier or party type uh, environments, uh, social distancing is really only being observed by the staff that is that is working at these restaurants. So I think that um, there's there's a, a lot of people that are um, just. Uh, uns they, they 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 don't know how to finish their summers it's not like people people are are you know scrambling for last second reservations but i think you're 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 likely seeing most people um, um if they do get away be only for a short time period and uh it's it's mostly trying to enjoy maybe a couple days at the beach mm. um and, and i think everyone though is ultimately concerned about school because I think in the U.S., uh, you know, the CDC finally issued their guidelines as far as reopening, and there, there's still a lot of question marks. Um, I think you're, 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 you know, depending on your state, you might see uh, some some uh, school school setups be uh, just completely remotely. Some are looking for possibly partial openings. Some are trying to figure out, well, what happens if we do have that second wave and we have to shut down? Are we going to try to do um, uh, some scatter days? And how are we going to do the opening? So there's so, so many question marks. And, and for a lot of households, um, if, you, if you have children, it... The, this really makes it a lot difficult to, to work. So I think you're going to see the, the, the focus. Be, everyone wants their children to be back at the schools. Um, but, um, you know, given the, the state of the virus spread, you know, if, if you're in the South right now, a lot of uh, people are concerned that, you know, September is going to be done remotely. Um, and in, in New York, too, I think in New York State, there is optimism. You're going to see schools open uh, in the city. That is completely still um, um, up in the air so we'll, we'll have more guidance I think um, I think the governor said after the first week of August so too, too many variables I think everyone's focused on the the school question and that's going to have a major Im implication on econo economic activity uh, going forward and whether or not people can um, return to a, a normal productivity for for their jobs so we'll see. <laughs> Before we uh, let you go, Ed, I'd like to hear your highlights to look ahead to over the next seven days. It's a busy week ahead, and uh, I think for me the main event is going to be the Fed. The Fed, uh, I can't believe we have another Fed meeting. And uh, while no one expects 
any changes in, in uh, interest rates uh, for the next couple of years, there is a chance that the Fed uh, could reveal some plans to provide a, a longer run accommodation for the economy. What you're you're, you're going to see is the, the Fed is going to highlight a lot of their concerns um, with the, the recent data. Uh, the economy could be showing signs it's stalling. And, uh, you know, with the, the a surge of coronavirus cases, it's really, you know, um, making the economic outlook uncertain for the U.S. And that's likely to uh, provide the Fed with, uh, you know, that permission to say, OK, we're going to we're going to, you know, provide, you know, they've been focused with uh, keeping a lid on long term yields. But I think you're going to see them be pretty concerned with the outlook and and uh, possibly announce that they're going to do more. And uh, I think that's going to be uh, one of the big things that markets are going to uh, focus on, I think, in the short term. The, the rest of the week, I think you're going to have um, um, a lot of uh, focus on the economic data from the U.S., you you have uh, the advanced reading for second quarter GDP, and, and that's going to be big. The contraction um, for the second quarter, I think on an annualized basis, quarter on over quarter, is going to be a 35% decline. We're going to see some really disastrous numbers uh, next week, and this is going to be more you know lagging data, but it kind of lets us know how bad things have gotten. And um, right now, if if the outlook remains uncertain uh there's there'll be uh, some people that are concerned that you know we could see um uh, a major reversal in reopenings and uh if that did happen uh we'll have a baseline as far as how bad things could get um so you'll see uh, a lot of people focus on that specific release earnings side is going to be huge on thursday google amazon and apple all report so if you're a, a follower of the stock market you're going to see tech have a big move because uh, this is going to be the, the the big release that we'll we'll see how these uh, mega cap stocks are going to have performed throughout the pandemic and and right now we've we've been getting good results um i mean the, the expectations have been so high for tech like microsoft had good results but you know some of their cloud revenues weren't as strong of a beat as many have hoped and you know we saw shares sell off um, I, I think you're seeing a lot of people be a little bit concerned that these companies are going to take it's going to take years for them to reach these uh, valuations so there'll be a lot of focus on on earnings on Thursday in addition to that there's a plethora of uh, confidence data that's going to be released um, but uh, but I think you're going to see the, the 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 big the big events are going to be um, earnings the Fed and uh, U.S. GDP, and then uh, just uh, as far as in the U.K. goes, uh, I know it's we've we've talked about it for quite some time, but uh, those negotiations are going to pick up um, on Brexit. They they need to get a trade deal, and uh, you're going to get lots of headlines. Um, you know, right now I think they're still uh, arguing about fishing rights, level the playing field on regulations. So you're going to see that be a, a big focus too. But um, th- those are kind of the the main ones that I'm looking at. Ed, have a very good weekend and look forward to speaking to you again in a week's time. Pleasure to be on. Thank you.
That was the Oanda podcast from the team behind Jazz FM's Business Breakfast, a daily early morning 30-minute briefing for the day ahead. On air from 6am. Listen to Jazz FM on DAB, online or just ask Alexa.